Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here. Welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. So great to have you on board. And if you're a brand new listener, hey, welcome. Hopefully there's some stuff that uh, I cover off today that might be just the catalyst for you to want to come back and listen to tomorrow, but also check out some of the back catalogue. All things sales and sales leadership, helping you to become an exceptional sales leader. And of course, if you are a returning listener, I greatly appreciate you continuing to plug in. And I trust and I hope that I'm continuing to add value to you in your quest to become an exceptional sales leader. So a bit of feedback from my podcast yesterday and off the back of a LinkedIn post I put on Sunday night here in Australia. It was all about become an exceptional leader. And I used the word exceptional and broke it down into uh, almost like an acronym and used each of the words within exceptional to describe some of the key characteristics that exceptional sales leaders in particular, but also generally exceptional leaders per se, develop over time and continue to work on these daily. And I wanted to talk about one specific element of that today because uh, let's just say there's been some things that have been happening over the last 24 hours that, uh, well, let's just say have been uh, have been challenging, that has caused, uh, well, some things that are beyond our control, which is which is often the case, and a bit of a test of attitude. Now, uh, I won't go into specific details. Let's just suffice to say there's been a couple of conversations that have been had, uh, a couple of decisions that have been made that could very quickly uh, test one's resolve and uh, certainly one's attitude. And uh, I've actually experienced this myself. There's been uh, a couple of conversations I've had over the last 24 hours that have been, uh, let's just say, interesting. Interesting insofar as we thought we were going down a certain path and all of a sudden I what the path that I thought we were going down was a path that was completely different to the other party which they thought they were going down. And so we ended up at a, well, let's just say a dead end and there was no no path that crossed over, hence there was no opportunity to do business together. And uh, despite our best intentions and despite what I thought was going to be a, um, a good gig and despite what uh, what feedback that I'd been given and let's just say promises have been made, it didn't come to fruition. So very much a test of attitude. Now, five, six, maybe seven years ago, if this had have happened back then, I would have uh, I would have reacted differently. But thankfully, over the last five or so years, I've had a lot of coaching, a lot of mentoring, a lot of self-reflection, and certainly a lot of personal and professional development to the point where nothing surprises me anymore. And I know that attitude is one thing that I have complete control over, and I actually choose my attitude, and it refers. I often refer to this this quote by Zig Ziglar. If you don't know Zig, Zig is a, um, or actually was a uh, a sales. I like to call a sales guru. He was a salesman, motivational speaker from the deep south in America, and he left this earth on uh, November in November 2012. And there's a quote that he became famous for, which I used a lot. I've used in in, uh, in workshops, but I also used yesterday. And uh, I've used it again today, and that is your attitude and not your aptitude will ultimately determine your altitude. And he was so correct. Now he was uh, he was a sales guru that was very much old school. Got uh, brought up in the 
the 50s, 60s and did the old-fashioned sales. But a lot of the principles that he taught back then still have merit today. And one of the key things that he has taught is this thing around attitude. And he was, he was so correct. And, and one of the things that I've, uh, I've realized over the last 24 hours is sometimes things happen that are beyond your control. And it's what we allocate meaning to that will ultimately determine what it actually means. And I often say this, and if, you, if you've heard this, you probably have heard that nothing actually has meaning until we allocate meaning to it. And that is so true. So there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens to us that uh, sometimes it is beyond our control. And it's really not a case of you know, what actually does happen to us. It's how we choose to respond to what happens to us. That is the most important thing. And this is where attitude plays a really pivotal pivotal part because it would have been easy for me to react in an emotional state uh, yesterday in particular when I had this conversation and uh, <laughs> I actually learned that to take it, to accept it, to uh, look at it for what it is and then to reframe it and just ask, okay, what does this actually mean and what do I have control over in relation to this situation? Yes, disappointing because there was a gig and an opportunity that is now uh, not coming to fruition and there's not a lot I can do about it. I can, uh, I've got one or two choices. I can complain about it. I can give feedback in terms of how dare you lead me down a garden path and who do you think you are and all that sort of stuff, which is going to serve no purpose other than probably just to annoy the other party and uh, make me feel a little bit better. But uh, the other part is, you know, well, I could just let it go. Let it go and say, hey, it is what it is. And maybe, just maybe, it was meant to happen. But my approach to that is I've learned how to reframe and I've learned how to keep a little bit more control over my attitude. And so one of the key things I've reflected on over the last 12 hours in particular is reflecting on the good leaders that I have worked with and who I've worked for over the years, and particularly the ones who have demonstrated this great attitude. And did things go wrong? Absolutely. They often will, as we've already said, but it's the attitude that we maintain. It's the attitude that these guys maintained that set such a great example and taught such wonderful lessons to me that... Even when things happen today, and yes, yes, we all get emotional, and yes, we'd love to have all things happen, and we'd love to be able to catch lightning in a bottle, and love all the positive stuff that's happened, we'll take all that. But when the proverbial does hit the fan, sometimes we are tested, and sometimes we have to understand what it actually means. And again, it's not going to have meaning until I allocate meaning to it. And so what I've learned over the last 12 hours, it is the attitude that we maintain when things like this happen that will often determine what will happen next. And I was just reflecting on some of these great leaders I've been working with and reflecting on some of the the shitty things that happened over the duration that I was working with them or for them and how they actually maintained a graceful attitude or an attitude that appeared calming uh, and it appeared authentic. Did they get emotional sometimes? Yes. But did they have control over those emotions? Absolutely. So they were demonstrating a higher level of emotional intelligence. Now, by contrast, there was also some sales leaders that were in my environment back then where they reacted in a completely different way and unfortunately many sales leaders in particular were quite emotional and quite reactionary when things would happen and what would end up happening is they'd often say things to people whether it be internal stakeholders or god forbid external stakeholders like customers that would uh, would indelibly mark this particular sales leader and by default the company as if to say, we are not going to do business with these people again because they are demonstrating a poor attitude, a bad attitude. They are poor losers. And if they're, uh, if they're going to act like this when they get some bad news, God forbid what, we, what it's going to be like if we had to actually work with them in some sort of relationship moving forward. So I wanted to reflect on this today because one of the key things we talked about yesterday 
as part of becoming an exceptional leader is that uh, exceptional leaders are very approachable. They also maintain a positive attitude and they are generally authentic. And just reflecting on this, the fact that your attitude will determine your altitude. It's not so much how how much you know, but it's just be conscious of what is your attitude every single day. And I was thinking about this and a story of a client that I was working with about five years ago. And he won't mind me sharing this story. I'm not going to identify his full name nor the company that he worked with. But uh, suffice to say, I was working with a guy called David. And uh, David was working in an organization that he was a director in. And I've been working with him for about 12 months. And over that period of time, there was um, some ups and downs in terms of the organization. The performance of his team was also up and down. And we're working on a number of different characteristics of his leadership and helping him to become a more consistent, a more rounded and a more grounded leader. And over a period of about two months, I'd noticed there'd be some slight changes in his approach and some slight changes in terms of his thinking and therefore the attitude. And when I say attitude, I could see some of the behaviors that were coming out that probably weren't as conducive to great leadership as perhaps we'd like and certainly that he would like. So we sat down one day and I asked him a question around, well, when you woke up this morning, what was the first thing that came to your mind? So we were getting to what was your attitude the moment that you woke up and before your feet even hit the floor? And it was a very predictable response because I could see what he was going to be saying because I could see the behaviors and I could see what was playing out in his team. And I'm not going to swear on the podcast, but he was he was using some very colorful language when he was describing this. But essentially, he was he was not looking forward to the day. He was very uh, annoyed at the situation that he and his team had found themselves in. He was annoyed at the level of discretionary effort that the team were putting in place. They weren't getting the results that he wanted. Uh, he wasn't happy with the approach they were taking, and they certainly weren't getting the results that they wanted or he wanted either. And so through the conversation, we recognized that this was a uh, a byproduct of the attitude that he was bringing to the, to the table every single day. And we'd already gone through and talked about a number of different characteristics of great leadership, and he understood the concept that the team is and always will be a reflection of the leader, and therefore it's really incumbent on us as leaders to set the right example to be in the right mind space, but also maintain the right level of attitude so that we can see the behaviors playing out in the team that we'd like to see play out, which ultimately will result in the outcomes that we're looking for. Anyway, uh, in this particular case, he was recognizing there was a lot of stuff happening within his life that was impacting his his thinking and therefore having a detrimental impact on his attitude. And so waking up in the morning, he wasn't, he wasn't looking forward to the day. And so he started the day as let's just say a glass half empty type of approach. And he was looking for all the things that potentially could go wrong. So when he walked into the office, he wasn't walking in with a bit of a spring in his step. He was walking in often with a frown on his face and often looking at what are all the bad things that are going to happen today. And funnily enough, when he was focused on that, he started to find all the bad things that were happening in that particular day. So we talked about the fact that your attitude has an impact on your mindset, which therefore has an impact on the behaviors or the actions you take. And ultimately, the actions will determine the results that you get. And then when the results don't come to fruition that you're ultimately looking for, that also can have a detrimental impact on your attitude. And so the spiral can continue. When the results are not where you want them to be, that can now affect your attitude, which can therefore have a detrimental impact even further on your mindset, which means your level of discretionary effort is not as high as it perhaps could be. And it's very difficult to turn it around. Now, interestingly, many coaches and many mentors will look at the results that somebody's getting and they'll take one step backwards and say, right, what are the actions you're taking? What are the behaviors you're putting in place? What is it that you're doing that's getting this result? And they'll try to change some behavior. They'll try to change the actions that somebody's taking. There might be a brand new strategy they put in place or some new tactics 
that they introduced to hope, hopefully get a different result. What we did though is we went a couple of steps backwards and went, okay, what is the mindset when you come into work? But more importantly, what is the attitude you're waking up with in the morning? And we identified that if we could change the attitude and if David could change his attitude, then maybe, just maybe, some things would start to change. Now, I must say this didn't happen overnight, but I gave him some homework that over the next two weeks, I simply asked him to check in with his attitude, uh, get a bit of a checkup from the neck up, if you like, and just be really mindful of his thinking when he woke up first thing in the morning and before his feet even hit the floor, just to check in and say, okay, how is my attitude today? And is this the attitude that will enable me to be the best version of me today? Will this enable me to be exceptional? Now, I gave him two weeks, and three weeks later I came back because we couldn't uh, couldn't get a time because he was he was quite busy. So three weeks later I came back, and I simply asked him a question as to, mate, what has happened? And he looked at me, looked me squarely in the eyes, and said, what have you done to me? And I said, interesting. I've done nothing, but what have you done? Tell me what's been going on. Well, he'd actually been introducing a like a, a mantra or some sort of affirmation in the morning, and he said the first couple of days he felt like a bit of a bit of an idiot because saying things to himself to try and impact a positive attitude felt very foreign to him, which just meant that he was used to being at the mercy of how he was thinking and obviously how he was feeling. And if he was being totally honest, he didn't believe that he had the ability to change his attitude and therefore change the results. But what happened over the period of two weeks is he got into a rhythm and he started to develop a habit where he got up in the morning and he started to... Uh, repeat some some I guess affirmation or affirmative words, and effectively to the to the tune of today's going to be a phenomenal day. Today be the best day I'm ever going to have. I'm looking forward to whatever's coming today. It was just positive words and positive uplifting words, and that had a positive impact on his mindset. And when he walked into work, all of a sudden the energy that he brought into work was completely different. Now the amazing thing that happened is, as we always talk about the fact that your team is and always will be a reflection of you as the leader his team started to change as well. Now, it wasn't something that he was putting in place and saying, you need to do this and you need to do that. Simply by him changing his attitude, he could see the byproduct of that was the team started to change their attitude as well. Now, the results, and this is not this is not typical, and this is not always the case in such a short period of time, but he shared with me in the last week, he actually had some of the biggest deals done within his team that had done in the business for their entire history. And a lot of conversations that had been sort of put by the wayside or had been sort of um, trading treading water all of a sudden started to change. And he put it down to the fact that the attitude had changed and the energy had changed within the organization, within the team. And what he realized, though, was it was stemming from him. So in his own words, he went from a, a fierce critic of attitude and somebody who didn't necessarily believe in that. So he was very a very much a pragmatic, uh, tactical-driven sort of individual to now being a convert in terms of understanding what some of the energy flows that can happen based on somebody's thinking, certainly how people are feeling, and how we can start to maintain a level of control over our attitude and how it plays out in the team, but also how it plays out as an individual leader. So as we wrap up this episode, I just wanted to uh, reflect on a couple of things and reinforce the fact that attitude is everything. I've certainly been tested over the last 24 hours, and I'm sure that uh, if you haven't been tested this week, haven't been tested this month, or haven't been tested today, I'm sure there'll be something that'll happen which will test your attitude. So just remember in the words of Zig Ziglar, it is not your aptitude, but it is your attitude that will ultimately determine your altitude. So no matter what's happening in your environment right now, take a step back, look at it a bit more objectively, look at it a little bit more pragmatically 
And just ask the question, what does this mean and what am I allocating meaning to? Is this something I can control or is this something I have no control over? But what I do have control over is how I choose to respond to this, which is a mark of your attitude. So I trust that message helps. It uh, certainly is a little bit cathartic for me because it helps me to reframe a few things that have happened over the last 24 hours or so. And uh, if you'd like some help with this and if you're ready to work one-on-one together, I'd love to help you become an exceptional sales leader over the next 90 days. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, put a plan together and start executing that plan as early as this week. So I very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.